0: Podders Sky and Daniel back with you. Rolling into our first mock draft of the year. Full PPR, 12 team, regular settings. Make sure to find us on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag TCKPOD and listen to us on your favorite outlet for podcasts. As always, we've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Hey, Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or phone call. And we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm start I can't wait to hear your podcast before we get into the mock draft let's talk about a couple different league settings I know that uh, many people at this point do all sorts of different uh, styles in their leagues I mean we're talking two QBs we're talking uh, multiple flexes which we do uh, we're talking no defense no kicker no tight end, um, extra flexes, uh, super deep bench, even if you're not in a dynasty. Obviously, there's dynasty leagues, standard leagues, half PPR, full PPR, um, auction drafts. I mean, there's so many different options right now. We on the TCK pod and just us, prep, uh, you know, um, preference, you, me, and Curly, uh, prefer a full PPR league. We've been doing that for about a decade. That's our preference. However, obviously they're all over the map and our listeners are all over the map so uh what what is your preference personally outside of the podcast and have you tried any of these others uh maybe the super flexes or the super deep bench dynasty any any of those things
1: yeah no i've I've been i've been fairly traditional in in terms of my uh my fantasy football league settings i have played in standard leagues which i agree with you are not as for some reason are not as fun i'm not It's interesting. I'm not entirely clear as to why it's not like in real football, you get an extra point for a passing touchdown as opposed to a rushing touchdown. But, um, but uh, you know, there's something, there's something kind of uh, uh, I think strategic about playing for those, those uh, reception points. Uh, You know, they, they, they increase the importance of receiving backs um you know they they make you think more carefully about targets for wide receivers as opposed to just sort of deep bomb type uh you know Ted Ginn types um you know so so there's there's I, I am a fan of PPR um I've oh I've, I've, and we've talked about this uh you know Curly brought up the the idea of playing in a di- do, uh, setting up a dynasty league I love it I've always wanted to do a dynasty league um I, I've obviously these days a busy grad student. So, so, you know, I've always worried about time commitment in terms of really doing my research, but I love basically anything in fantasy football that, that kind of becomes closer to approaching what it's like to actually run a team um, and the dynasty, obviously it's still nothing even close, but the dynasty league uh, is a little more interesting in that you have to think very carefully about who you're drafting, not just for the present, but for the future um, who you want to keep, et cetera. I really like the idea of that. So, so I'm a huge fan um, of, of that in principle, granted, I'm speaking from a point of zero experience actually playing it. So, um, but, uh, but it's definitely an intriguing an intriguing possibility for sure.
0: I agree with you. And I'm, I'm really excited too. We've been, I've been the commissioner of our league of record um, since the beginning, about 10 years. And we played, I don't know, maybe, I can't remember maybe three or four years, two or three years, something like that. We played the first couple uh, just kind of as a, you know, full turnover uh, for the draft. And then we decided to bring in one keeper and we've been running a keeper with some different rules and stuff custom to our league for a while, but I've actually considered doing two keepers now. um, And I think it's just, it's important to me to have your draft matter. And I mean like more than just your season, you know, like if you do your research and you kill it, like last year, you know, I keep bringing up Alvin Kamara I had in the 10th round. All right. I took a chance on him. I sat on him. Obviously Alvin Kamara fucking crushed and it worked out. But what I'm saying is that should matter. matter. Uh, you know, like not this year it was great. Cause he was my 10th round pick. And I had him and AB basically his first round picks and Joe Mixon up at the top of my roster and help carry me to the championship, which is great. But in a dynasty league, I'd have all three of those guys again this year. And I picked Adam Thielen and Zach Ertz that year and carry on Johnson and Aaron Jones this year. I mean, like those rosters, I think should carry over versus getting swiped out. And that's obviously the difference between season long and dynasty. So we just need to change up our pace, but I am with you. I've never actually done a dynasty league either, i full. I've helped my buddy out with one, but it hasn't been my league. Uh, But I'm really looking forward to that as well. I think rookies start to matter a lot more there. Like the development of a player matters Um, like a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees, somebody like that. Uh, You know, it's, it's easy to just kind of draft them for one year in a league and then not worry about it next year. Uh, Eli Manning, whatever in a dynasty league, it's like you got to cut bait before it's too late because then nobody is going to want them. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think like the whole, the whole league, I think changes uh, obviously the huge deep benches generally in dynasty leagues, um, you know, off season trading. I think the fun part about dynasty leagues, from what I understand is that if you and I are in the dynasty league right now, we're making trades like right. it matters because right, we're right. building like guys are getting like Kareem hunt is back in the league. Uh, right. Demarius Thomas got released like, sh- you know, uh, Duke Johnson, um, you know, Nick Chubb, all this shit, Joe Flacco, these things are happening. <laughs> And it matters right now in a season-long league. I don't have to worry about that until August, right? <laughs> right. It's just, a totally different
1: approach. Admittedly, kind of kind of nice at times to not have to always think about fantasy football, but uh, but yeah, no, I agree with you. It's it makes it makes it makes you you know pay attention the entire year. Um, it makes you uh, you know be be interested in all these little transactions and things that happen, which which make it kind of funny. I think it makes actually enjoyment of the game the the real game of football. I think actually I agree more intense I totally agree
0: awesome cool well let's get into it and and uh uh, before we get this draft I just want to you know give um listeners full full permission to hit us up I mean we I do research on dynasty leagues I do research on standard leagues my uh brother plays in standard leagues so I'm I'm well aware of what's going on. I just prefer to play full PPR. Um, but I do have PPR help, you know, standard dynasty. We're well aware of what's going on, auction drafts even. So if you have any different league than a full PPR, please still uh, hit us up um, at tckpod at gmail.com or on Instagram uh, at the Candlestick Kids. And uh, we can help answer those questions best we can.
1: But right. let's, uh, yeah, go ahead. Just to interrupt you really quick. Can I bring up one one last thing I think is is worth talking yes, about? It's just sort of, uh, we talked about sort of scoring settings but what about positional settings so we we've had conversations about cutting kickers cutting uh cutting tight ends uh etc etc what do you think about about sort of you know playing in no kicker leagues or two quarterback leagues or something along those lines compared to standard settings
0: right okay so first of all uh back in our league of record the first three years i think we played two defenses wow so we chose to play two defenses because we had this idea that like if you have the bears last year you crushed. Okay. Right. If you drafted like I drafted, I was really high on the Saints. I think everybody was how they finished out 2017. I drafted the Saints late as my punt uh defense, and they were terrible the first half of the season. I dropped them, whatever. Second half they picked it up. The Chiefs, whatever, you know. But the whole thing was if you had one solid defense and then like a mediocre defense, you could still be relevant. If you have a shitty defense and a, and you're playing a good defense, it matters. Right, and you're going right. to get s- smoked. So we've done two defenses too. It's been crazy. I personally, huh, we have a lot of things to talk about in the league record, which we'll fill we'll fill listeners in as we as we develop this year. But right. me personally, if I were to just to like make the rules in the league, what I would do is I would do one quarterback, two running backs, uh, two receivers, and then I would get rid of tight end as a full position. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we would still play with tight ends. You could draft them but I would just add an extra flex for the tight end position. I would um, get rid of kickers as well. And we would play. And, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, I'm a, I'm a kicker lover. I had two kickers the entire season. I'm all (laughs) about it, but I would get rid of the kicker position as as a whole. And add another flex, I would keep the defense and we Mm. play seven bench spots. So my roster would look like QB two RBs, two running backs, three flex. And, uh, the regular flex, not a super flex, right. and then the bench. One thing I was considering as well is making one of those three flexes a super flex too, mm-hmm. so you could have an extra quarterback.
1: Right, right, right. But
0: then that all depends on your settings because you know if your quarterbacks are scoring thirty points, like Eli Manning scoring thirty points on a shitty day, and a great, you know, uh, Julio Jones performance is thirty-five points, that doesn't equate, right? We can't have that. So. Right. How do I feel about it? I'm, I'm open these days to dropping the tight end. I feel if you don't get one of the top th- uh, three to five tight ends, um, it's a joke. Like you just, you can't compete and you might get lucky on a Jared cook two touchdown, 100 yard game, but that's three games a year and you can't compete with Kelsey and Ertz and Kittle all season. I think that's just, it's just unfair at this point. If you don't have one of those top guys, in my opinion, kickers, I think is the same way. I love kickers. We do big bonus kicking and stuff. like that to make it actually worth it, but i'm I was out of the championship in our in listener league because Chris Boswell missed two kicks you know <laughs> if, he, if if he makes one of them I'm in the championship oh but that God. that that nine nine ten point swing versus like a four, a four point play when he makes a 40 uh, yard kick versus missing those two kicks and going going to negative six or whatever it was yeah. that's like a ten point swing dude that's right. a huge he, I mean, I'm better off them going for going it on fourth down and missing and him not even having an opportunity to kick. And I would have <laughs> advanced. So right. I'm, I'm open to it personally. I, um, the one thing I like to keep is two running backs and two receivers and just make sure that that's why we do full PPR. If right. you're doing three receivers, I would go down to half PPR. Um, but I think that's a whole nother, the half PPR and full PPR conversation, I think it's its own episode. Um, but personally, I'm into one, two, two, three with a potential super flex and then a, a defense and then six, seven benches. And an important thing that I've been doing forever we do it in the list, really, we do it in the league of record. An IR spot for me is really important. And honestly, even two maybe because yeah. IR doesn't mean your dude is done for the year. Right. Uh, we play a keeper league, which is really important. If you got a guy that's hurt and he's a keeper, uh, like one of our guys in our league drafted David Johnson a couple years ago, right? And he got hurt right away. He kept him in the IR spot and then was able to keep him the next year. Because if you drop him, he's ineligible to keep, right? So you can just sit there and rot, but he's on your roster still. And in my opinion, that that matters. You know, Joe Mixon got hurt for three to five weeks for me this season, but I was able to put him down there and keep him on my roster and not take up a, a valuable spot. So I think IR IR spots are, are really important, especially for the skill positions. How about yourself?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with you on IR. Um, I see, I disagree though, in terms of, I I think the more positions, the better. I love having kickers. I love having defenses. I love having designated tight end spots. I think you can have multiple of stuff. I'm I'm fine with, I would be fine with the idea of a two quarterback league. Um, but I don't like the idea of getting rid of those positions entirely. And it's funny. I agree with you in everything you said in terms of how frustrating they can be. And that's exactly why I like them. Mm. um because they create these sort of strategic things that i mean in, in, occasionally you just get screwed by a chris boswell with defenses i lost a game uh, by a few points this year where the Je- i had the jets defense and they gave me negative seven points um, <laughs> so, so you know i mean these, these things happen and they they're super frustrating but i think that's part of what makes fantasy football exciting and i like to have these strategic decisions about you know tight ends do is do you want to roster two tight ends do you want to keep if you have a kicker that's been doing well, do you want to keep them through that kickers bye week and roster two kickers, thus making the decision to drop another player that you might see some value in, um, you know, so there's, there's, there's all these decisional kind of factors that that come into play when you, when you have more positions in a fantasy football team that I think make it really, really fun um, you of course you just have to be you have to be okay with living with the frustration you have to be okay with you know making the decision potentially to not draft one of the tight ends and and you know be potentially streaming people or or being on top of waiver wire pickups and things along those lines and there's these things are difficult and i think for me personally that's kind of what makes fantasy football fun um so but 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 i see your point in that and that sometimes it's nice to not have to to worry about, you know, is, am I going to lose, you know, not make it to the championship because my kicker is having a rough day or the weather sucks um, or, you know, these sorts of things. So, so I do totally get it, but um, but I'm in favor of, I've even played in IDP leagues before um, where, you know, I'm having a roster full of individual defensive players. And that was actually a lot of fun too, because then you have to make decisions about you know, what types of, you know, defensive players am, am I after? Should I try to rack up sacks? Should I should just go with high tackle players, you know, these sorts of things. So, um, so there's lots of kind of fun ways to increase the the strategicness of, of it all. And I, I kind of like it that way.
0: Awesome, man. I, I love that take. And, and, you know, again, our listener league and our league of record are both um, they have kickers, they have defense. We have a designated tight end position. We only have, we have two flexes, two receivers, two uh, wide, rec- um, two running backs and an IR spot. So we're pretty standard with an extra flex. Um, so I'm not hating on the kickers or tight ends per se. I guess I'm just – if I were to mix it up, you know, your question was kind of how do I feel about roster and stuff like that. I guess just if I were to mix it up, playing a league one time without a tight end designated position, of course, again, you can draft these guys as your as one of your flex positions. Um, sure. But you don't have to. So if I miss out on one of those top three to five tight ends, I could just not have a tight end on my team all season long and have right. – have uh, you know, extra running back, extra wide receiver instead. Right. And that, right. that's just what I'm saying there, the kicker I can live with. Um, I actually like kickers cause I study them more than probably anybody else. And I, I actually, I did kickers. I was a long snapper in high school, actually. So I've got a, I've got a soft spot for like the importance of an extra PAT and a, and a field goal. Um, and obviously they, they, kickers determine NFL games all a lot Cody Parkey clearly. So right. I think kickers is something that I would keep. I would just – I think it's maybe fun if you're looking for more skill positions. Right. I could see you dropping the kicker position as a whole, dropping the tight end position as a whole, adding extra flexes, and maybe making one of those as a super flex to then make the tight end or the quarterback drafting that much more important. We're going to get to our uh, uh, mock draft here in in 10 seconds, I promise. But before that, my last point is on the two two quarterback leagues or the super flex situation is – Right now, right, arguably, Patrick Mahomes is the number one quarterback, right? I don't think it's much of a conversation at this point. Next up, whoever you want you know rogers luck, you know uh, Watson potentially whatever um if you get Mahomes and you're in a one quarterback league, you get rogers, you get luck and they're healthy and they're well you're you're so far beyond everybody else, probably right yeah we yep. talked we talked earlier about the comparison between the quarterbacks two, big Ben and quarterback twelve uh cousins who weren't that separated but when you have that quarterback one like rogers and luck and mahomes have done in the last couple of years you're it's just a it's a huge win right if you're in a two qb league you might have mahomes and 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 say lamar jackson or something right but you have that bye week covered if mahomes isn't mahomes or he gets hurt you're covered but then you could also have matt ryan and big ben who could ultimately be better than patrick mahomes and lamar jackson at the end of the year Um, I just think it, you know, there's less on the waiver wire to stream QBs. So that makes the draft that much more important, I think, which I just think is more fun, uh, you know, for the general fan who doesn't have the time like you and I do to put into the waiver wire. The draft matters more when you have more players on your roster that are active right away. Um, You don't have everybody fighting for one quarterback when somebody gets hurt because they're all taken. And it's, that's when trades come in handy and, and all of a sudden the draft becomes that much more important. So uh, we're going to do a, a single QB uh, league here for the mock draft. But but I guess that would be my only pitch for maybe adding an extra flex position with that uh, super flex um, there right. with the two quarterbacks. Right. So without any further ado, a uh, quick digression there. Let's go into um, the first mock draft of the 2019 season for the tck pod at least um and this
1: is your first mock draft i think we did one last year did i not i thought no, I thought no we, we did
0: we did we did one last year i'm saying this for this oh, year, yes for this,
1: this season. season yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. No, i haven't even looked i i was i was just actually looking at rankings and stuff uh just just yesterday so
0: there you go uh, cool yeah cool i've done i've done one other one i purposely i've been like biting my What are you biting my tongue biting my fingers I don't know I've been purposely I've been purposely restraining myself uh, from doing mock drafts um, (laughs) because I wanted to kind of save it uh, to see to get our general first reactions on the podcast here so I'm excited to see how this goes man the rankings are obviously much different than last year and uh, let's get this going Um, we are doing uh, through fantasy pros uh, shout out to, to Bobby and tags of course um, we do their uh, draft wizard. It's a great tool for you to uh, do your mock drafts with. We highly recommend that. What we are doing this season is we are doing a 2019 league type, which is basically just a uh, turnover league. So not dynasty. We're doing a full PPR setting snake draft, and we are doing a 12 team league, which we choose to be in. If you're in a 10, 14, 16, you can change all that here in the settings, but we're doing a 12. We're going off our draft positions of last year's league of record draft. Last year, I was uh position four. Daniel was uh, position seven. We're going to stick with that. We can choose our position on this app and we can also randomize it too. If you want to just get a, a, a feel for the draft in general. So I'll be four, he will be seven And our roster positions. are standard, we're going with one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one tight end, one flex position, one kicker, one defense and six bench players. I'm going to jump in and start our draft. For those of you that have not used this Fantasy Pros uh, Draft Wizard before, uh, first of all, it's incredible. Um, really, really helps. Uh, but also, I mean, you know, we're going to analyze this draft. This draft will probably take us fifteen, twenty minutes at least. But if you're just hanging out at home and trying to knock out a mock draft, you could straight up finish one of these literally in five minutes um, yes. and and see how you're doing. So, um, I'm the.
1: What's that? and get feedback i might add about and, about how at least at least how they think you did
0: exactly so. absolutely that's right so let's uh why don't you and i also do a form of kind of a snake draft with our picks as well so i have the fourth pick so i'm going to go first here okay. and then you have the seventh pick and then coming back around would have the first pick of the second round does that make sense so why don't i pick 1 you pick 2 and then i'll pick 2 and we'll just go that way cool so I'm looking at, uh, already I see that Saquon was number one off the board, Zeke and Gurley number two and three. I'm looking at McCaffrey, Kamara, um, Hopkins, Gordon right now. I do not have a strategy. I'm not doing PPR. I'm not doing best player available per se. I'm just kind of going with my gut feeling again, first picks. I'm worried about Cam Newton. Um, I'm worried about Christian McCaffrey taking a full load. Uh, Alvin Kamara, I think is going to be an absolute machine, especially with, uh, uh, talks of mark ingram leaving town potentially going to to uh baltimore camara is my dog and i think just right off the bat i'm gonna go with alvin camara over christian mccaffrey which i think can right away be um potentially you know argued uh, i just worry about the longevity for christian mccaffrey getting all those touches once again um so i'm gonna go with uh, alvin camara we saw him absolutely dominate the league uh the first four games last year without uh mark ingram and uh, I think the Saints are, are out for blood once again this year. I'm going to take Alvin Kamara. I think as he's healthy, he'll be a top, top three uh, to five running back for sure. Um, I'm going to take Alvin Kamara with my first pick.
1: Sounds good. I think I agree. Um, okay, so for me, I'm picking seventh. The first six were Saquon, uh, Todd Gurley, Zeke Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, and Nuck Hopkins. Uh, so right now, basically I am making a decision for me personally, at least between Melvin Gordon and Devontae Adams. And this actually is a, I mean, I think conventional wisdom would say pick Melvin Gordon here. Um, certainly I, I had him last year. Um, he was, he was my guy. He carried me through a lot of the year. Um, But this is one of those situations where you sort of got to pay attention to your roster settings. We play in a league with two designated wide wide receiver slots um, and two flex slots. Um, Right now I got three wide receiver spots to fill in this particular roster. And Melvin Gordon, for all his talent and for how good he was last year, you talked about McCaffrey's longevity. Uh, Melvin Gordon, I think that argument can be made, you know, twofold uh, in terms of he's going to miss games. And last year he missed games in very, very pivotal spots uh, fantasy wise. Um, and uh, you know, he's just, his injuries, I, I worry are going to kind of wear down on him from a year on a year to year basis. Um, and I love Devonte Adams personally. I think Devonte Adams is, is maybe, uh, I think with the exception of maybe DeAndre Hopkins, maybe going to be the best fantasy wide receiver this upcoming year. Mm. Uh, he has a freaking mind melds, you know, telepathy thing going on with Aaron Rodgers, um, and uh, and he's also an Iron Man. He play, you know, he's he's barely ever missed time, um, if at all. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take Devonta Adams again. This is sort of me playing around. It's possible if I did this in a real draft, I'd be more inclined to go Gordon. But I, I'm I'm really in love with Devonte. He's sort of my guy right now. So I'm going to go ahead and snag him with the seventh pick. Cool. And who oh. you got in the second round coming back around? <laughs> Taking a around. Oh man. Okay. So basically, I got uh who, people taken in the meantime were let's see uh melvin gordon julio jones juju smith schuster chubb dalvin cook michael thomas antonio brown james connor odell beckham and tyreek hill so um, really quick so, juju juju
0: was what the ninth pick
1: 10th 10th pick holy shit i know right okay well he's he's i mean that's that's that is fairly surprising he went above uh in front of a b beckham Tyreek Hill and Michael Thomas, actually. So that's I can that understand
0: is. the AB thing because that's just like we have no idea, but I am surprised that he's dude. The hype on Juju, I'm not saying it's wrong. I think he's amazing. And we'll get to the whole once we figure out what happened is what's happening with Juju. And we'll we'll cover those guys once we actually hear about Le'Veon Bell and and uh and AB, but until then. We need yep. to uh just kind of pump the brakes on the on the juju hype. But it is yep. dude, that train is full steam ahead. Holy shit.
1: Right, right. Yeah. It's fascinating. Right. Uh just, just today I think there was some news on A B. That uh, he like declined a meeting with Pittsburgh owners, so he's obviously just just done, and so it's gonna oh yeah he's gone
0: for sure, for sure.
1: he's uh, gone, uh, and so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Juju is definitely full steam ahead though. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. So my with my next pick, I definitely you know believe in in balance with the first two picks of your draft. So because I took a receiver in the first round, I am going to aim for a running back in the second. Although I do have Travis Kelsey available to me, um, who's an interesting take as well. But I think I'm going to go with, and I I know. This is maybe crazy, but I think I'm going to pick Lev Bell with this pick. He's available. I also got David Johnson uh, is available as well, Joe Mixon. But uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the Lev Bell hype train. I think he's going to end up in a situation where he's going to have a huge role. Um, I know there's a lot of uncertainty there, so that is kind of a risky pick. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you know, I think a year out of the league has made people forget just how ridiculous he is and how ridiculous mm-hmm. he can be. He's not old um he shouldn't be he shouldn't be at a point in his career where we should expect some significant decline um it's possible there may be some rust to shake off at the beginning of the year but i think i get the sense that Lev bell is going to be a monster this year Mm -hmm. so i'm going to go ahead and take him with my second round pick
0: now of course that totally you know his team determines that as well for sure for sure uh, yeah go ahead no just if he ends up in a shitty situation or ends up with a coach who fucking doesn't know what the hell he's doing uh it could go to waste. But if he right. ends up as as a bell cow again or they use him as a pass catching back, we've seen what he could do. And a couple of years ago we saw Marshawn Lynch pull a Brett Favre, you know, and step away for a year and then come back. And he was old and kind of rebooted his legs and his enthusiasm for the game. You know, right. and I, I think I, I, I agree with you actually. I haven't gotten into Lev Bell one time yet on the podcast, because again, I like to let the dust settle instead of just have all this hyperbole ESPN bullshit that like doesn't matter yet, but right. we're going to dive into these once we figure out what's up. But I, I actually tend to agree with you. I think it, depending on the situation, I yep. think Lev is, uh, is prime to, first of all, he's just, I think pissed at the league and i think he's out to to really prove himself which i think matters a lot with these yeah. athletes um and and uh, with that in the right situation i think lev could return to form maybe not as ridiculous because that was a very special situation in pittsburgh yeah. but in rb1 uh for sure and and you're getting him as an rb2 uh right now um well, I'll take, take RB1, in the second round oh, but, oh in the uh, second round excuse me right okay. so I, I like i like
1: the pick I think he ends up on the Jets personally, and he could be a, a major bell cow there with a with a you know promising young quarterback. Yep, um, and that could be pretty cool. So we'll see.
0: I think here, AB a, or Lev will end up in Oakland, um, and I think uh, AB could end up in San Francisco too. So we'll see what happens there, but we won't talk too much about that. All right, yep. coming back to my two picks, I'm in the second round. All sorts of players went. I'm not going to name everybody. Uh, some interesting. Um, picks I guess that I just want to mention really quickly first of all Juju went at the last uh, pick in the first round for my draft and again listeners if you haven't used this this is just average uh, rankings um, depending on your picks. so this is all the consensus rankings um, throwing them out there but uh, basically Kelsey and Ertz went in the second round no surprise there um, I have Lev Bell went in the second round, sixth pick on this, uh, mock draft here. So it looks like you're in the same position anyway. Um, I have Joe Mixon, George Kittle, Dalvin Cook, and Mike Evans is the top, uh, potential. I already have Elvin Kamara. I am re- basically in between Joe Mixon or George Kittle right now. And I haven't mm-hmm. picked a tight end in the second round since like, Gronk in what 2012, probably 2011. So I, but George Kittle's my dog. He's, you know, he's a Niner first of all, but he's arguably, I mean, you know, the best tight end in the league. Um, Jimmy G's coming back, yada, yada. I think what I'm going to do is go with Mixon here and I'm usually a a zero RB guy, but again, I don't have a, a a strategy going into this. I'm just going to rock with, with uh, what I am feeling right now early on. I think that they're getting a new, I think they're just getting a rinse in, in, in uh, Cincinnati. Uh, they finally have, have cleaned out their fucking closet of 14 years of the same bullshit uh, coaching wise and stuff. Joe Mixon, I think was still a stud over a thousand uh, yards last year behind a shitty offensive line that was hurt without AJ green, without good or bad, bad Andy Dalton. Um, I think Joe Mixon's a special talent personally. Um, I'm going to go with Joe Mixon here, and I have a pick right away. And before I make this pick, if George Kittle's still around in the third round, I'm picking him for sure. If he's not, then I'll probably look at a uh, receiver. So let's go with Joe Mixon okay. and see who comes up here. Uh, looks like I missed George Kittle by two picks. Okay. And okay. Um, so now here's something where I've got T.Y. Hilton, Amari Cooper, Patrick Mahomes, or Dalvin Cook. Snap. Um, I too have the three receivers. I have no receivers yet. And my running backs are, if they stay healthy, they're both studs uh, with touches and, and receptions. I feel like I'm going to need, I'm done with tight end now for probably mid to late at this point, outside of OJ Howard or Hunter Henry. So I'm not going to worry about that. Love me some Dalvin cook, but I feel if I go three running backs right now and wait all the way around, my receivers are going to be trash and that's really risky there. So um homes or anybody else i'm gonna skip on the homes for now um and go with the receiver so ty hilton who i know that you were had a crush on last year and i i knocked you down the entire season and that was about luck's arm i right. was right for the first half you were right for the second half we'll call it a, we'll call it a wash oh um, uh, yeah amari amari cooper Holy shit, I don't even know how to get into Amari Cooper yet. Keenan Allen, I'm a little bit risky about. I like Sif on Diggs over Adam Thielen. They're back-to-back here. The Rams receivers are back-to-back. Let's see. Um, would it be crazy for me to go with Amari Cooper here as my wide receiver one?
1: No. In fact, uh, well, well, we'll talk about my pick in a second. But I, I loves me some Amari Cooper. I My kind of semi-bold – I don't know if it's that bold, actually, but I, I – Given his track record, I guess it's bold. I think he outproduces both of the Vikings top receivers. I think he outproduces, I think he outproduces Keenan Allen. I wouldn't even be overly shocked if he outproduced the likes of AJ Green, um, or uh or T. Y. Hilton for that matter. Um I am I am all about Amari in Dallas. I think what we saw. After he got traded last year, was real. He basically single handedly kicked me out of the out of the playoffs in our uh, in our uh, listener league last year. So, yeah. um, so I am I am I am full full steam ahead on on the Amari Cooper hype train. So no, I would not think that that's crazy at all. Dude, I am too. And I just wanted somebody
0: else <laughs> to say it <laughs> without being I mean, prompted, you know,
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, he he's always had the tools, right? He's always had the gifts. I think yeah, he just, a beast. He's just a beast. escaped the dumpster fire that is the Oakland Raiders. Right. Um, and, and now he's now he's able to show what he can do truly. So,
0: well, and um, I expect I expect which is a whole nother conversation. I expect Michael Gallup. Uh, rookie receiver from Dallas last year to take a huge upgrade yep. this year. Who yep. showed flashes? He was awesome, but I think he's going to be a great um, young, you know, secondary option for uh, Dak Prescott. And obviously with Zeke there, you know, you can't you can't think about putting you know uh, eight dudes in the box with Amari Cooper, and you can't play everybody back with Zeke. So I think right. if Dak if Dak can keep his shit together, which he played well down the stretch. Um, I think Dallas is actually a, a solid play here. So, all right, I'm actually going to pick Amari yeah. Cooper over T.Y. Hilton. For me, I stick with T.Y. Hilton. He's a beast. I'm not going yep. away from that. The boomer Bust thing, him, Tyreek Hill, uh, Tyler Lockett, those guys, Ted Ginn over the years, I've never been that dude to draft them. I just don't. Yep. I don't like it. I, I'd rather – now, <laughs> that's funny to say me picking Amari Cooper, I think Amari Cooper's completely not using him games are behind him. I would have to hope. So they're not going to just not throw him the ball. Um I'm going to go on talent. I'm going to go on young skill. And I think that they have a great uh, rapport over there with just a half a season behind him, I'm going to go with Amari Cooper with my third pick. So right now I'm at uh, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, and Amari Cooper. And let's go to you for back-to-backs.
1: Yeah. And, and just for the record, I, I think just kind of what you're saying, I think investing in the Cowboys offense this upcoming year is actually a worthwhile endeavor because I think I agree. a lot of their issues last year stem, but they made all these improvements to their offensive line and then all those guys got hurt. Yep. But if, but if, so they, they had trouble there uh, for a while, but I think if they can, if they can get some better injury luck uh, in terms of their offensive line, I think they could be really, really, really potent. So um, totally agree More to the tune of what they, what they did down the stretch. Um, Okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, I am actually going to, to mirror your third round pick and I'm going to take Amari Cooper. So basically where I'm okay. at, all the tight ends are gone. I mean, all the top tight ends are gone. Uh, Ertz, Kittle, uh, uh, and Kelsey are all gone. They all went actually in the second round. Yeah. So this is actually interesting to your point about the top tight ends and then how steep of a drop it is between them and people, you know, uh, it seems like people are going to be really willing to reach into the second round on all of these guys. Um, So, so it's, you know, it's worth keeping in mind now I'm, you know, relegated to OJ Howard or below, not to say there's necessarily anything wrong with that, but, um, and Mahomes just got taken uh, the pick right before me with the sixth pick in the third round. So I'm basically left at this point with quarterback, excuse me, uh, wide receivers and running backs. The only other running back that's available right now that I'm interested in is Leonard Fournette, who I'm honestly not that interested in. Um, And (laughs) so I'm going to go ahead and just, and just take the top wide receiver available. And for me, that's Amari Cooper. So. I like it. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Bunch of picks, bunch of picks. Okay, now let's see where we're at. Um, we got Alshon Jeffrey available, who I actually like. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still available, so I could maybe take him as the second quarterback off the board. Uh, running backs, uh, Philip Lindsay, Kerryon Johnson's available. Man, I think I want to round out my receiving crew. I mean, Wisdom would tell me right now to go ahead and take – uh, Philip Lindsay to get another running back on the board to compliment Lev, but hmm. kind of a, I, 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 I'm kind of expecting a, a solid year from Alshon Jeffrey, personally. I think he kind of got underrated last year. He had some really rough games. Um, I think the Eagles offense in general was kind of in flux a lot of the year. Nobody seemed to really know what the hell was going on over there.
0: Well, and uh, of course, they had to switch quarterbacks halfway through and they had the Golden Tate experiment that blew up in their face, totally- and they had 17 running backs that yeah, couldn't I- catch I just I'm with you dude I'm with you if if Alshon stays healthy he's he's an animal
1: I think they're going to remedy a lot of the things that plagued them um this this past year so yeah I'm going to go ahead and take Alshon I could see I I mean at least in terms of their uh, fantasy pros default rankings Cooper Cup is ranked ahead of Alshon Jeffrey Uh, I like him less coming off of a very pretty serious injury um in a in a Rams offense that is has a lot of quality receivers and I actually expect some regression from Jared Goff so I'm going to go ahead and take Alshon here all awesome. Right. What's your roster so far? So far, I got Lev Bell, and then three wide receivers: uh, Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, and Alshon Jeffrey. Got it. Cool. Uh, right. Quick,
0: quick, uh, quick note on Philip Lindsay. I so he left uh, right left the last game of the season um, against the yep. Raiders with a broken hand. Um, right. He seems to be healing fine in the off season. Again, we're so far away from the beginning of the season, folks. So I'm just talking for now, but pretending like this is tomorrow, it matters. Um, I, I still think Royce Freeman, like, you know, Philip Lindsay came out of nowhere and crushed. I'm not taking away from him. Royce Freeman is the truth also though, I believe. Um, I think Royce Freeman is going to get more work this year. I really do. And they're saying right now at this point that uh, uh, Philip Lindsay may have a tough time being ready for OTAs, which would give Royce Freeman another opportunity to get in there and do his work and prove himself and at least get a split backfield. Um, so I'm not hating Philip Lindsay, but you were about to pick him in what the fourth round for yeah, me, right. for me, that would be too early on the question yeah. marks. And he's not the bell cow per se. He might be the lead back, but uh, Royce Freeman's the truth, dude. I I'm still, I was very bullish on him last year. I am again this year. Um, so I just, I kind of wanted to talk you out of that <laughs> fourth yeah. round pick if you were going to go that way. Uh, just uh, now, if you get him in like the sixth round or something, I right. think that's a steal at that point. Right. But fourth right. round, I, I thought was uh, too early. I just want to mention that real quick. Okay, right. um, I've got similar names. I've got Cooper Cup, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, my boy A. Rogers, and uh, Jarvis Landry um, at the very top. I've also got Chris Carson, Philip Lindsay as well, um, Andrew Luck of course, uh, Doug Baldwin, T- uh, DJ Moore, all these guys. Um, with who I have picked, I, I am a little more bullish on Cooper Cup, personally. I just think him yeah. and Goff are BFFs, and I think that his his injury was gnarly. I um, I sure. But uh, they're saying that they're going to keep Brandon Cooks in town, but Brandon Cooks has traded teams the last three years. Right. Um, he costs a lot of money. He's a boomer bus guy. Robert Woods is the top receiver there, for sure. But Cooper Cup is, like, the red zone dude, and Goff <laughs> loves him. Um yep. You know, I'm thinking about A. Rod here, uh, just because then I don't have to worry about quarterback for, I mean, really the rest of my draft. Um, I'm trying to think for me, quarterbacks. It's it's Mahomes, Rogers, Luck, or it's going to be Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, maybe late Baker Mayfield, late. Um, I have these two receiver positions, man. You know what? I'm gonna just for this mock draft, I'm gonna I'm gonna save the the uh, Quarterback situation. And I'm going to yep. go with Cooper Cup, actually, yep. uh, here. And um, just assuming he's healthy again, we're in February. We're not worried about this for another couple months. But for right now, I'm going to assume he's healthy. I'm assuming he gets back in. I want a piece. Uh, you were saying you want a piece of that Dallas offense. I want a yeah. piece of that Rams offense. Yeah. May- maybe <laughs> times two or three. <laughs> so, yep. uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to take that risk. And if Cooper cup is healthy, um, he uh, he also has a great rapport with uh, golf and um, has big playability possession receiver catches touchdowns, kind of a poor man's Devonte Adams, I think a little bit personally. So I'm going to go with uh Cooper cup here with my um, fourth round pick. And if he's really healthy, reasonable. I really, I really like that pick. Um, it's really reasonable. Cool. And here actually I'm kind of stoked receivers. Um, I'm kind of stoked I did that. So receivers now I'm looking at DJ Moore, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Lockett, Sammy Watkins, Chris Godwin. All those guys have question marks for me. I don't know that any of those guys are top-end receivers. I'm going to let that pass. Running backs, Chris Carson, Philip Lindsey, Devontae Adams, Tariq Cohen, Jarek McKinnon, all those guys also have question marks. I've got two running backs. I've got two receivers. Feel good. I'm going to wait on tight end. I think right now, man, in the fifth round, I feel comfortable going with Andrew Luck here. Yep. And uh, I'm going to just end up my quarterback and maybe I'll take a late quarterback later just in case he gets hurt. But I'm stoked on Andrew Luck as long as he's healthy. And uh, I'm going to go with Andrew Luck in my early fifth round pick. And uh, a lot of those receivers went right after him. And uh, Deshaun Watson went after him. Um, Jameis Winston went off in the sixth round ahead of Russell Wilson. So um, I'm glad
1: that I picked uh,
0: Andrew Luck there. And let's go back to you for two more.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Um, so let's see what I got here. So let me, um, all right. So I am in the fifth. I still have Philip Lindsay avail- available to me as probably the top running back. Who else is, I mean, carry on Johnson, Derek Henry, all pretty significant question marks there. I got Andrew Luck available to me as well. Aaron Rodgers is gone. Um, I'm going to do – or I'm at least thinking about doing something kind of silly maybe and, and maybe you can talk me out of it. But oh, I'm thinking about actually picking O.J. Howard here, believe it or not. And um, you're in
0: the sixth round too? Or
1: fifth? I'm in the 5th in the fifth. So maybe
0: that's uh, – that Well, no. I mean, I don't know. Too, just to let you know in mind, I'm a round ahead of you just because yeah. I went first. Uh, O.J. Yeah. Howard went as the last pick in the fifth round. So he would be – he'd be what? Five picks behind where you're at right now?
1: Yes. Yeah. So, so that's like
0: I don't it's not, know, like, man.
1: It's not as low as I as I, I thought he would fall farther than that. And
0: but, uh, and yeah, furthermore, right. just just for reference, Eric Ebron went with the fourth pick in the sixth round, and David Njoku went with the seventh pick in the sixth round. So if you guys, don't get him now, you those are slim pickings
1: yeah exactly all those guys to me basically everybody so that's the next i would say three best guys after oj howard hunter henry coming back from a completely lost season uh eric ebron who had the most unbelievable touchdown luck of any tight end in the history of tight ends that's my waiver waiver wire pick of my career right there. i know There's, and that was amazing <laughs> approximately zero chance that he's going to repeat that i like eric ebron i think i think he's talented but he's not He's not going to do that. Uh, and I actually don't uh, – Cleveland's obviously a star is on the rise, but I just don't think David, David Njoku is all that great, to be honest. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and, th- I think, take O.J. Howard here. I think he's the last high-quality tight end. I think he takes a big leap forward this year as the, in in the uh, what projects should be, again, a potent Bucks offense, especially if Jameis Winston takes some steps forward. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take O.J. Howard with the fifth round and, and just sort of rest easy, not worrying about – you know, my tight end slot. Um, I like like this. I may be, I may be silly for not to, I'm still only have one running back on my team right now. So that may be problematic, but, um, but I'm just, I haven't liked, I mean, I got Lev Bell who I liked and I just, I don't, I'm just not for some reason into kind of reaching for these other kind of middle tier running backs that I think are all potentially could not. I mean, the likes of Damian Williams and, uh, you know, Devonte Freeman and these guys, like it's not even, I'm not even convinced that they're going to be bell cows. So, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, okay. So now I'm in the sixth round. Um, I got, if I do want a running back, I got Tariq Cohen. I got Jarek McKinnon. Uh, I got Drew Brees for quarterback. I got, um, Tyler Lockett as probably the top wide receiver on the board. Um, I think I'm going to go – I'm going to go – right now I'm going to play with a stacked wide receiver offense, which I know you like. I don't know if it's always the best strategy, but I think I'm going to take Lockett. I like Tyler Lockett. I think Doug Baldwin is – he kind of came on a little bit at the end of last year, but he's very clearly in decline, I think. Um, and uh, and I He was think- also
0: hurt. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Doug Baldwin hater from last year, if you remember correctly. Uh, but to his credit, he was hurt all of last season, even when he came back he kept saying he kept saying that he he personally was like i'm not 100% i'm Basically not 100% hard. i'm yeah, not 100% yeah. tyler lockett really quickly and you know you're you're a you're a, a you know uh fantasy veteran here i know that uh you believe in your boy russ russy will which i'll let you do your yeah. thing i will just tell you that tyler lockett had arguably the most he had i think statistically literally the third most um efficient season as a receiver ever last season when he caught a touchdown on every seven receptions (laughs) which is which is Will Um, Fuller-esque and and I said all season now Tyler Lockett punched me in the face because I kept saying if he doesn't catch his touchdown he won't be shit for you and he just caught a touchdown every single week but his line was pretty much four for 44 and a touchdown or two and if he doesn't catch those touchdowns I'm really worried about Tyler Lockett personally I'm Definitely not drafting him. I'm staying away from uh, Doug Baldwin as well, personally. Uh, but um, just uh, that's my hesitation on Tyler Lockett. Is just that I think he's a great receiver. He obviously has big play ability. Russell Wilson has arguably you know one of the best uh, top three arms in the league, so you can certainly chuck it to him. Uh, yeah. But I'm a little bit worried about him in a full PPR league. Uh, there may be better options. Can you just for just for kicks give me the uh, you know three receivers maybe
1: before and after Tyler Lockett? you mean the three well the three receivers tyler lockett at least in terms of the rankings is the top receiver okay um the three behind him that are available are marvin jones mike williams and robbie anderson not a particularly inspiring uh i mean they could go off but they're all it's funny a lot of those guys are very tyler lockett-esque players actually they're sort of yeah. they sort of have a similar skill set where they're gonna they're gonna catch some deep bombs maybe get in the end zone but but hmm. they, they have some question marks so you okay. can make a case that they that they're better i personally am banking on the seahawks learning from some of their mistakes last year in terms of how they utilized russell wilson um and i think that i think that they I think that they show an improved passing attack. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and take a chance on that with my, with my fourth wide receiver taken off the board. Do it. Uh, Tyler Lockett. We'll see. I may, I may, well, this, this is my real team, thankfully, but I may, if this was real, maybe I'd be punching myself, but we'll see.
0: Um, just to let you know, Tyler Lockett went in the middle of the fifth round on mine. So actually oh, it looks okay. like he got wow. about a round steal. So.
1: Okay. Well, we'll see. <laughs>
0: Worth it. Um, and I have a quick, bold prediction. Uh, I'm going to talk about my picks here. I've got Chris Godwin um you went too right what's up yeah you with your two okay just it sure i've got a chris godwin hunter henry uh mike williams mark ingram who of course uh may or may not be with the uh the ain'ts um i'll tell you right now if this was if we knew for sure 100 percent that mark ingram was on the saints and this was my actual draft i planned on doing it last year and i just wasn't able to um I might consider picking Mark Ingram right now, which might sound crazy with Alvin <laughs> Kamara, but I I straight up like two years ago in uh, what became the listener league, which is just a homie league before the podcast. I had Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram and I played both of them with Drew Breeze, like 90% of the season <laughs> and crushed. So I'm not going to do that this year. Cause I just don't know where Mark Ingram is going to end up. Uh, I have a bold prediction that Mike Williams will actually finish better than Keenan Allen this year. Um, I have two stud, uh, potentially, if they're healthy. They're kind of uh, risky. But Amari Cooper and Cooper Cup. Um, I'm going to go with Hunter Henry here, I think, actually. And just as you wrapped up your tight end position, I already have my quarterback I feel good about. I'm going to wrap up my tight end here and let that go. If I let Hunter Henry go, I'm looking at Evan Ingram, uh, the ghost of Rob Gronkowski, a fucking brittle Delaney Walker, Boomer Bust, Jared Cook. (laughs) Um, somehow Austin Hooper is still a top twelve uh, tight end. <laughs> Jack Doyle, uh, Curly's boy, Trey Burton, Greg Olson. I mean, I'm just not feeling it. So I'm going to go with uh, go with Hunter Henry here. Um, yeah.
1: If he stays healthy, I mean, he was. I mean, well, yeah, this could be he, this could be the pick of the draft theoretically. I mean, exactly. he could be he could I, I like I could not I would not be surprised if, if he was if he bested Kittle this year or best yeah. or bested you know one of the top tight ends, um, if, he's, if he's healthy and they utilize him like they were doing before he got hurt, um, sure. you know, I could, see, I could see this being a steal. It could also be a bust if he's, if he's not moving real well. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Okay. So uh,
0: let's move on to my seventh round pick here, early seventh round. Um, Mike Williams just went. Will Fuller just went. I was actually considering Will Fuller as my uh, deep third uh, receiver just because, like, Will Fuller's the type of guy where I think I would risk the boomer bust. Because his booms are, like, 150 yards and two touchdowns. (laughs) So, um, you know, if he stays healthy for more than six games, he could crush it. Uh, But um, that is not the case. So I have quarterback, tight end, two receivers, two running backs. I'm very balanced right now. Um, I'm looking at my third receiver or a third running back. Right now I have Cortland Sutton, Dante Pettis, Mark Ingram still, uh, Golden Tate, Jarek McKinnon, Lamar Miller, Jordan Howard, um, Christian Kirk. I am considering Jarek McKinnon. However, I am terrified. I said last year that I thought Jarek <laughs> McKinnon was going to get fucking hurt. And literally the next day I, I Jim Nance jinxed him and he got hurt. Um, I'm still worried about that. Matt Breida is the truth. Clearly um, Raheem Mostert was incredible before he broke his arm in half. I think the Niners are stacked at running back in overall. That being said, I would love a part of that Niners offense, which is so nice to say once again, um, <laughs> And I think, arguably, you know Pierre Garçon is going to be out. George Kittle's George Kittle, but Marquise Goodwin will start the season as the number one.
1: Dante, I think Pettis, the truth. I, I'm dude, a Dante Pettis truther.
0: I am. I am too, man. And and Cortland Sutton is significantly ranked higher in these uh, expert rankings. I am anti Joe Flacco, dude. Straight yeah, up. Why not, why not. Um, so I know the boomer bust, whatever, he can throw the ball six yards. I don't give a shit about all that. I wasn't even that impressed with with Cortland Sutton when he got targeted last year. I thought Deshaun Hamilton was a better receiver than him anyway. Yeah. Um, that being said, I'm gonna go with Dante Pettis as my third receiver here, and I'm I'm taking just one hundred percent upside. And if he blows it, he blows it. This is a seventh round, you're starting to look at upside guys. If he hits stride with Jimmy G. And Shanahan does what he does in the offense, and they click. I think Dante Pettis could potentially be, um, you know, this year's Tyler Boyd plus. Uh, yep. So I will go. I will go with uh, Dante Pettis here in the seventh round.
1: Okay, okay. beautiful. I like it. Um, am I up? I can't. I can't forget where we are. You?
0: Yeah, yeah. You are up, and uh, you have you have two, eight, and nine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So or seven and eight rather. Yeah. yeah. All right. So at this point, I think, uh, I think it's about time that I gave Lev Bell a, a compliment at running. Back. <laughs> I've gone, uh, what is it? Six rounds now, five, uh, five rounds without taking a running back. So I think it's time. I got now four wide receivers. Uh, I have a tight end. So I think, and right now I'm at the point where I am going to, I mean, I have Cam Newton available available to me who scares the bejesus out of me with whatever the hell is going on with his shoulder. I'm not even sure he's going to play dude. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's going to be an interesting question. I mean, well, obviously, it's you know too early. We'll know more about this closer to the season. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then at this point, I'm just not overly inspired by golf. Uh, you know, Roethlisberger was very effective last year, but he's got You know, he's he's going to decline. Um, I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and wait and take something of a of a later quarterback and just see what I get. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take running back. Of course, is not exactly inspiring options here either. I think I'm going to take your boy Lamar Miller. Your favorite Mm. running back in the league, Mm. uh, who is, as far as I know, he's still the lead guy. I mean, you know, Houston isn't exactly overrun with top quality running backs. I am, unlike you and some other people, I am not a Deontay Foreman truther. Um, I don't. I'm not convinced. I haven't seen enough of him, or or am convinced that he's going to be able to be healthy enough to be all that. Which is sad because he's so dope. But yeah, Yeah. I mean, he blew
0: his he blew his Achilles, dude. I mean, he's toast. Right, right, right. So now I will say, I will say. Lamar Miller, (laughs) Lamar Miller could turn into Le'Veon Bell in about a week and a half. I just want to throw that out there. So you might have, you might have both Houston running backs here in this draft in a second, but assuming you don't, uh, I it don't is hate fe- the pick.
1: <laughs> it is February, so I'm not going to I'm not going to speculate on that yet. But um but anyway, so yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Lamar Miller as my as my RB2. Not a particularly inspiring pick, but I, I tr- kind of traded a, a solid running back 2 for a bunch of I think really solid receivers. So I I'm feeling okay about that. Dig it. Um again, I you know, taking tech- conventional wisdom for me right now would say take a quarterback. I got Jared Goff, I got Big Ben available to me, but I think Given what you just said about Lamar Miller and that and, and the uncertainty regarding even Le'Veon Bell, um, I think I think my play right now is to take another running back. I, I, think agree. That insurance. I got Mark Ingram available to me, who I am expecting to get traded and I am expecting to have a pretty big role. So this, I think, could look like a pretty good pick um, several months from now. So I'm going to go ahead and take Mark Ingram. As of right now, he's on my bench, but I could easily see him surpassing Lamar Miller as a, as a solid RB2. Dude, if he ends up as the RB1 in Baltimore, yeah, I know it's a steal. I mean, of course, if, if that's the case, he also won't fall to the 8th round or whatever, I just No, got... no,
0: no. I, yeah, and again, all these all these all these right. are going to
1: fluctuate and shit, but as of right now, I think that's a that's
0: a great call. Um right. Right. Cool. Okay, so back to back running backs. Um yeah. we're uh actually let's do one more round and then we'll just give a halfway halfway okay. house here. Sounds okay, good. so I'm looking at uh, I need I've got three running backs, a quarterback and receiver and uh and tight end. So I'm going to go with some running backs here. I've got a plethora. Um, I've got uh, Jordan Howard. I've got your boy James White. Uh, I've got Kenyon Drake, who uh, will never be on my team. Um, I've got Lashawn McCoy, who apparently is still in the league. I've got Rashad Penny, Matt Breda, Elijah McGuire, Royce Freeman, still around. Whoa. Um, and then I've got uh, Anthony Miller, Kiki Q T, Michael Gallup, Marquise Goodwin, Robert Foster on the other side. Right now, I think this is a no-brainer. Um, I know there's four running backs. I know yeah. that you can never actually choose, but I think the guy who has – Sonny Michelle is a beast. I think he's the absolute truth. He clearly turned it up in the playoffs. I think he earned the respect and uh, trust of uh, Uncle Bill and, and uh, Tom. So I think Sonny Michelle. – I'm in love with Sonny Michelle personally, uh, which we'll get into later. But I think his counterpart, who um, just, again, we mentioned earlier – carried your team uh, for half of the season. Sure uh, now that a lot of that had to do with Rex Burkhead getting hurt and Sonia Michelle getting hurt and Rob Gronkowski being a shell of himself and Julian Edelman being suspended. <laughs> but all that being said, uh-huh. James, James White is the truth and uh, Tom Brady loves him. Um, he's reliable. I think he's got a great floor. I'm a PPR guy. I've got Joe Mixon and Camaro, which I'm never going to substitute out unless it's a buy. So I will go with uh, James White here um in the eighth round and uh let's get all these picks around coming back around jordan howard um in the ninth round i think could actually be a steal i know he was extremely frustrating last year for myself and curly on separate teams but um he's he's a good running back i just think they didn't utilize him very well and tariq cohen was out of his mind last year um right. that being said matt brita still available i really like royce freeman here in the eighth and the ninth round, but I think I might wait one more round to see if he's around. I've also got Robert Foster um, who actually I kind of like out of Buffalo, um, but I think it's too early to take a risk on Josh Allen there. So for me, it's Jordan Howard or Royce Freeman. What would your pick be? Or, Oh man, I don't even know if I can mention Kareem Hunt. I think I'm just gonna keep him out for shits because I don't know what the hell's going on with Duke Johnson and all that. So I'm not gonna mention Kareem Hunt, but he's still
1: around. Jordan Howard and Royce Freeman. For um, me for me it's it's Jordan Howard. Um, that's not to say that's not to say that I don't think Royce Freeman is immensely talented I think he is but with with you know Philip Lindsay and and kind of the whole situation over there I in general I don't really know what to do with the Broncos right now like I don't fully know exactly what what's going to happen over there I think Jordan Howard personally is a prime bounce back candidate I I think I think it's I'm not ready to, you know, I don't think he's going to be a superstar or anything along those lines, but I think he's a prime candidate uh, for some more usage. I think he's going to be more effective. Um, I, I think Tariq Cohen is probably becoming a little bit overrated in drafts right now. I'm not saying that I don't like him. I would probably draft him ahead of Jordan Howard, but he's, in terms of where he's going compared to where Jordan's, Jordan Howard's going, I feel like you might be able to get more value with Jordan Howard. Um, So I so I I, I'm a a fan of him personally, even though obviously I can understand being a little gun shy after last year. I like it.
0: I am. I like it. I like it. I believe in Matt Nagy. I believe in the uh, offense. Uh, Jordan Howard still only in his third year. Um, He's a beast. They're going to move. They're going to move the ball there. And I don't think they can trust Mitch Trubisky to carry their team. They're still the Bears. It's still freezing cold in Chicago in the second half of the year. Uh, I like it. I'm going to go Jordan Howard as my third, fourth running back. And um, my roster as of now, halfway through, Andrew Luck, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, back to back Coopers. I like it. Dante Pettis uh, and Hunter Henry. And then my flex and bench, James White and Jordan Howard. Why don't you give your two and then run it down real quick?
1: Yep. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. I'm going to just in general right now, I'm going to start. I'm going to give sort of quick justifications for each pick and then and then move on because we are getting into the second half here yeah uh, so, okay so uh I got right now I want more running backs to be honest I, I I'm st- kind of part of this is is regret for not taking running backs earlier so I have Lev Bell and Lamar Miller uh and I got Mark Ingram I want to I, I'm trying to complement with more running backs to sort of fill some of the risk there I'm going to take LaShawn McCoy I understand he's a shell of himself there's I'm not expecting to get Eagles-era LaShawn McCoy. But, I mean, as far as I know, he is still basically the only game in town in Buffalo. Buffalo, in general, is a team on the rise. I think, I think he is a decent bet to be more, uh, more effective this year than last year, even though he's obviously not what he wants. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, uh, LaShawn McCoy. Moving on, um, I'm going to do something crazy for now. Anyway, this obviously may be a point several months from now if he retires, but I'm going to take Rob Gronkowski. Uh, that's uh, funny.
0: I was just thinking about doing the same thing.
1: <laughs> I, I want to give him a shot. I mean, as a second tight end, you could do worse. Um, you know, potentially if OJ Howard, he is, he was put on injured reserve at the end of last year. If he can't, has trouble staying healthy, Gronk is potentially still a serviceable compliment. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take Gronk with the, where am I right now? 10th uh, pick overall. I, dude, I thought 10th uh, round.
0: Um, I thought, uh, I thought the exact same thing, man. I was, I was considering it now. Um, wow. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Cool. Okay. Uh, you want to run down your, you run down your roster then? Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So, um, okay. Running backs, Le- Le'Veon Bell, Lamar Miller. Then I got uh, Devonta Adams, Amari Cooper, Alshon Jeffrey, wide receiver. Uh, O.J. Howard, tight end. Right now, Tyler Lockett at the flex. And then my bench as of right now is Mark Ingram, LaShawn McCoy, and Rob Gronkowski. Still no and quarterback.
0: <laughs> still no quarterback, and you are in the 11th round?
1: I'm in the 11th round, going into the 11th round.
0: Okay, cool. So I'm in the 10th round, and I—that's uh, funny, man. I was looking through my picks here. I've, I've still got Gronk on the board as well. Hunter Henry is um, you know, coming back off a gruesome injury as well obviously Gronk is, is busted up. I feel like I'm going to get enough games out of Hunter Henry and Rob Gronkowski to be <laughs> maybe a, you know, a top five tight end. Um, they
1: they form, form one super good tight end. if you
0: Exactly. Come. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to read quickly. I'm going to look at my running backs. Um, Jay Ajayi, Dion Lewis, Naheem Hines, Rex Burkhead. I don't like any of that running uh, receivers, Antonio Calloway, uh, your boy, Kenny Stills, uh, Josh, Josh, Uh, let's see, John Ross, Valdez Scantley, Deshaun Hamilton. Um, a sleeper pick that I might go next round is Quincy Anunua actually. So, you know what? I'm going to go kind of crazy as well. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Gronk and I'm going to do the double, the double tight ends. Um, and then on my swing around, leave him there. Nice. I'm going to go Quincy Anunua. Um, last year, as he started the year, he was awesome. He was the number one. Uh, I mean, you know, Robbie Anderson was not who he was supposed to be. Uh, I just think they weren't letting um, uh, Sam Donald throw the ball until the right. second half of the season. Right. So Robbie Anderson was completely eliminated because he's kind of a, a, you know, one and a half trick pony and they weren't using him very well. Uh, consequently, Quincy Noonwa was the slot receiver, the, the quick, you know, out receiver um, who was getting all the targets and then he got hurt and was toast. But um, I think he's going to be the number one in this offense, honestly. And with a a full season of Josh, or I'm sorry, Sam Donald, who of course is only like 21 years old or something, um, I think is going to learn a lot. He's a great quarterback, I think, for years to come. Uh, As my one, two, three, four, fourth receiver, uh, I like
1: Quincy Nunwan. I think he's got a lot of upside here. If he stays healthy, I'll go with Quincy Nunwan in the 11th. All right. Let's see where I'm at here. So I'm going to go ahead and take uh, in the 11th round. I'm going to go ahead and take John Brown. Uh, I'm banking on I like it. Jackson learning how to throw a pass and uh, and actually popping off a few this upcoming year. And I think John Brown will be their number one receiver in the event that that happens. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take him as my fifth uh, wide receiver on my team <laughs> moving on. Uh, going, going, going. Okay. I think it's about time. I take a quarterback. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the 12th round and I got Ben Roethlisberger available to me. I think honestly, that's not half bad. No, uh, I like that. I like that Big ben in the 12th. So I think it's about time that I draft a QB. There I go. Big Ben 12th round. Okay. Let's see. I am looking at,
0: uh, first of all, the defenses are starting to go um, yeah. or at least uh, the Chicago bears went in the uh, third pick of the four, uh, 12th round. I'm looking at the Ravens, the Rams, yada, yada. I'm going to wait. Um, so I'm not worried about that. I'm look. I'm pretty balanced all over, man. I've got, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just go with a quarterback with upside probably with my last pick. So I'm going to wait yeah. for that. Right. And I've got two more bench spots um, before that pick and before my defensive kicker. So this is all upside. This is straight up. Like if this guy crushes it sweet, if he doesn't no big deal. Um, looking at all the running backs, I mean, not really super stoked on anybody there. Uh, Ronald Jones, I just don't know how to think about him. I think I think uh, Bruce Arians is going to get rid of him, honestly. Yeah, I just – well, I just – he didn't draft him. He's not the type of running back he wants. Um, he wasn't very good when he got a chance. He came in, like, you know, overweight and just didn't really show the enthusiasm, I think, or whatever. There was a bunch of shit going on. Now, if he turns it around, I think he's a good talent. You know, being a starting right. running back at USC is no snuff. Uh, but um, not super stoked on him right now. So I'm going to pass on all that. The other running backs I'm not crazy about. I like James Washington of Pittsburgh, who people may not know very well yet because it's all a B it's all juju. But a B is, is sitting on the curb waiting for a fucking Uber out of, out of Pittsburgh right now. Juju is going to be the dude for sure. But if Juju becomes a B they're going to need a juju. And I think that's going to be James Washington, who is a beast um, great receiver. I was touting him last year. I actually, I think I made a crazy call that, uh, James Washington was going to outproduce Juju. That wasn't accurate. Um, but, but, uh, but in, you know, in a, in a, in a game that, uh, AB missed and a game that Juju missed, James Washington stepped in very well. Um, and, uh, he's that big play receiver that, that Ben can chuck it to. So I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to go with James Washington here. Just assuming he becomes the uh, the second option there in uh, in uh, Pittsburgh, and moving forward, still don't like the running backs. Not crazy about the receivers. Let's see anybody way the hell down here, man. Kind of kind of thinking. You know what? I'm going to do it. Just just for it's early in February. I have to do it. This is going to fuck up my grade on the fantasy uh, pros situation, but I got to do it. Um, if Cooper Cup gets hurt again, I'm going to want. The uh the darling of the Candlestick Kids podcast, and I'm gonna go with Josh Reynolds.
1: Hey, that was my my prediction was he was gonna outproduce Robert Woods, so it uh, didn't quite happen, unfortunately. No,
0: but I'll tell you right now, when he got an opportunity and Cooper Cup went down, it, Josh Reynolds is the truth. And again, yeah. that offense is sick, dude. And yeah. if they get rid of if they get rid of Brandon Cooks, and yeah. I've got Cooper Cup and, and Josh Reynolds on here. I'm stoked. So I, I like, uh, I like that, that double up. And he's kind of my handcuff quote unquote for uh Cooper
1: cup. So I, I like that pick a lot. I, I'm excited. We're firing up the Josh Reynolds fan club uh, early here. I'm, oh, like bro. It. We
0: got it. Hey, we got to start steaming the train, man. I'm, I'm
1: <laughs> All right. Let's see where I'm at. Round 13. Uh, I'm going to, I want a last a final running back and I am going to take, well, again, this is a situation that could get some clarity as we get closer to the season, but I'm going to take Ronald Jones. Um, I you're right he could he's not guaranteed a roster spot he could be on his way out but um right now his only competition is what peyton barber still
0: yeah but peyton barber uh may be out too
1: he may be out too they maybe go with an entire overhaul but i'm i'm banking on at least right now we'll see i am i I would not be overly shocked if if jones Jones. actually his way into more snaps this year i don't i think peyton barber is awful personally um and i think that uh, unless they make some sort of move that tells me otherwise i think ronald jones has a chance for some upside so i'm gonna go ahead and uh and go with go with that um let's see moving on to where am i at here round 14 uh i think i'm gonna pick a d i got jacksonville available to me um i think they are due i mean they kind of weren't quite the same last year, but I think they're due for some positive regression as well. Mm-hmm. I think they're a decent pick at this point in the draft. I'm going to go ahead and take Jacksonville. Usually, I, I typically don't pick defenses before the second-to-last pick, but I kind of like uh, where I'm getting Jacksonville right now. So I'm going to go ahead and just pull the trigger on that one. Got it. I, I nice mean, like not to stream defenses every week and rely on the Jets. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's not not a terrible idea to have, to have somebody like that. Nope, and just to, just to your credit, I remember that week fondly
0: because I remember it, it pretty much ruined uh, your entire week there. Um, that week, in, that week in particular, I also picked them um, yep. in, a, in a separate, like a random league, and they were playing the Bills. I remember yep. this very clearly. They were playing the Bills, maybe even in New York. The yep. Bills were not the Josh Allen Bills yet. That might have been like the first game that Josh Allen fucking crushed. Yep. Uh And like they and they years. they yeah they scored every single time. They put up like. 49 points on the Jets. The Jets were the highest um uh defensive streamer in in the league in fantasy circles that week. I remember like nfl.com, ESPN, CBS, Yahoo, everybody, Fantasy Pros, everybody had the Jets as the number 1 because they're playing the terrible Bills at home and everybody got fucking just punched in the face. So yeah. You made the wrong call too, but it wasn't like just you. And
1: <laughs> That was like the one week over the course of the entire year where LaShawn McCoy went batshit and like ran for like a hundred something yards. So.
0: <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, you know, that's why we love fantasy football. All right. I got a couple, couple last picks here. Um, quick strategy that I like to do personally that I'll throw out there to the listeners. I'm at the end of my draft. Okay. Whoever I pick uh, as a, as a position player right now, whoever I pick is I am banking 100% on upside. If they crush it, I am stoked. If they don't, I'll probably drop them week two or three. Not worried about that. I'm looking at a backup quarterback because I need to, to back up Andrew Luck just in case. I'm not taking Andrew Luck out ever unless he gets hurt or he's on a bye. So I'm yep. not worried about that. So I'm going to look at a quarterback no matter what. I'm looking at all my quarterbacks. I still have Carson Wentz, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, Joss Allen. I have plenty of options. They're not all going to get picked. I'm not worried about that at all. So what I'm going to do is actually jump the gun and pick a defense and a kicker before my last pick on my bench. Because, again, one of those quarterbacks will be available. No one's going to pick a, a second quarterback that late or whatever. I'm not worried about it. And I'm going to get the top-end kicker and defense. If you're playing those positions, best get the the cream of the crop, right? So my, my next two picks, actually, I'm going to pick a defense and a kicker. I'll pick a defense first. I'm looking at Minnesota, uh, looking at the Vikings, the Rams, the Chargers, and the Texans as my top option. Out of all those, I like the Rams. Uh, obviously, getting into the Super Bowl, I believe in. Um, they are so fucking fired up and pissed off about that game, dude. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I just think, I just think that they're they're if they keep everyone in town or whatever, they stay healthy. I think they'll be a beast. They get to play the Cardinals twice. Hopefully, the Niners are better, but as of right now, they're still the Niners. I'm not crazy about the Seahawks on the road, so I think that the Rams have some divisional W's there and some big wins there for the Rams on defense. And for my kicker. Uh, I'm going to stick in uh, Los Angeles and go with, uh, go with my boy that helped me bring home the uh, undefeated championship in the league of record, Greg, the leg. I'll go with Legatron here uh, as my 15th pick. And I have one more pick, uh, which I'll just do really quick to, uh, to wrap up my team. And I'm looking at a backup quarterback. So, like I said, in the 15th round, all defenses went, I was ahead of everybody in the 16th round, all kickers went, I was ahead of everybody and I've got all my quarterbacks available uh, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins. I'm not crazy about Jimmy G. We'll see Josh Allen. I have a, I'm kind of thinking Jimmy G here just in case he becomes Matt Ryan under Shanahan. What do you think? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I like, I like Jimmy G, uh, based on assuming he runs seen.
0: out of bounds, I think it'll be fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Uh, I, I, I think Jimmy G, I like him a little more than Josh Allen. I like both of those guys a little more than Sam Darnold. Um, so, so yeah, you? I think, I think Jimmy about- G is a solid
0: pick. What about Carson Wentz really quick?
1: Is it, wait, he's Carson Wentz still available? He is still
0: he he is oh, still available.
1: Um Oh man, I'm buying I am I would go with Carson Wentz personally. I mean, I think I think that uh you know, obviously the the health is a concern, but uh you know, all indications are that he's going to be just fine. Obviously the Eagles are committed to him. They're going to trade Nick Foles. Um so so I think he's uh, he's a solid uh bounce back candidate personally. I think he has arguably I don't want to say more upside than Jimmy G but he's I think he comes with a little more certainty than Jimmy G but you know you do have Andrew Luck so maybe you maybe you decide you know you want to bet on Jimmy G becoming Matt Ryan so I could see either one personally
0: yeah I kind of did going into this pick but I think you know it just makes sense like if Andrew so here's the deal if Andrew Luck gets hurt week 10 and Jimmy G has had a half a season to get his shit together and he's killing it that works out if Andrew Luck gets hurt week two and Jimmy G is still not even healthy himself and they're not flowing. I got to go to the waiver wire anyway, yeah. um, where I, you know, I don't want to have to pick up Derek Carr and bad Andy and Marcus and Sam Darnold and, and right. Eli. So, you know what, I'm actually going to go with uh, Wentz. I think you yeah. convinced me there. And also, you know, CJ Anderson, still available, uh, Albert yeah. Wilson, still available, but I think I got to go with the backup quarterback just to be safe. I will go with Carson Wentz and that'll wrap up my team and I'll get a grade here in a second, which I have to tell you is not amazing, um, <laughs> But it's well, uh, it's, it's pretty much it's the story of my high school career. I'll put it that way. So why don't you finish up your picks and then we'll compare really quick and we'll get out of here. B B minus. Whoa, whoa, hey, don't jump the gun, bro. <laughs> B minus. I mean, come on. Uh, man. J.K., J.K. K. J K. All right.
1: Let's see. I need another quarterback. I'm gonna go ahead. You know, it's funny because I took you. You were you know potentially smarter and took Andrew Luck relatively early. He's gonna be a beast. I waited and took Big Ben, who was good last year. Ultimately, but you know, throws He's a lot bust. of. Broom Uh is old and getting older. So I think I made kind of what you did with the tight with the tight ends where you melded two concerning players into one sort of player. I'm gonna go ahead and take Tom Brady as my I second like quarterback. it, dude. I, I like it. And Tom Brady should should form uh you know form like Voltron and 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 uh, you know one serviceable very old quarterback just so play go- play the
0: play the quarterback at home dude and you'll crush.
1: Yeah exactly that's kind of what the plan is and then, lastly, kicker. Who's the top kicker available? I'm going to take Will Lutz here uh, with my kicker spot. And there we go. We are done. Let's see what my grade. All right, let's see what your grade is. Oof,
0: is yours uh is yours a B or higher? Higher. Higher. All right, I got a B plus.
1: That's for, this is thoroughly respectable. I, B plus, not I think I think a lot of it came down to to some of your upside choices. At the, that's the one problem with Fantasy Pros's uh, uh, system is that they're going based on kind of what they they average out to be you know, the, the different players rankings and stuff totally. like that. They don't, they don't go, for, they don't care as much about upside right there. Everything's about averages. So, um so, you know, I would, I would take the, take the over on that B plus if it was me. I agree. I think, I think I have like an A minus roster. I really like, I mean the potential for Quincy
0: Anunwa, Jordan Howard, James Washington and uh, Josh Reynolds to all be, you know, middle middle of the draft picks next year, I think is significant. And I got all of
1: them in like the twelfth and later. So I'm I'm yep. stoked on on that, honestly. Yep. 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 Uh I'm coming at coming out with an A plus, my friend. Ninety seven out of a hundred. Holy uh, shit. But but, uh, but again, I'm pretty sure with our real draft in the league of record, I got like an A last year and that, you know, ultimately resulted in Gronk and a lot of frustration. So um, you never know what's going to happen, but uh, and of course it's February. But yeah, ultimately I'm pretty happy with my team. I think it's pretty balanced, got some upside plays, a lot of stability. So I, I, if this was my real team right now, I'd be pretty stoked. So uh,
0: before we get out of here, you got an A+, I got a B plus. Very nice, my friend. Nice work. We'll be doing more of these mock drafts, of course. We'll get Curly in the mix here in a couple of weeks. Um, why don't you round out your roster, I'll round
1: out mine, and we will uh, kick rocks. All right. All right. Hang on. Let me pull that up. Okay. Uh, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger running back, slave bell, uh, Lamar Miller, wide receivers, Devonte Adams, Amari Cooper, Alshon Jeffrey, tight end, OJ Howard, uh, flex Tyler Lockett defense, Jacksonville Jaguars, kicker, Will Lutz. And my bench is consisting of Mark Ingram, LaShawn McCoy, Rob Gronkowski, John Brown, Ronald Jones, and Tom Brady.
0: I think the only two picks I'm sketch about are uh, Ronald Jones and, um, uh LaShawn McCoy for sure for um, sure, no doubt about it
1: no doubt about but, it. Especially, uh, especially Ronald Jones I mean he's the complete unknown uh and sure. LaShawn McCoy is is uh, been on a steady decline so there's some, definitely some concern there no doubt right.
0: but I think the rest of your team is is quality though very nice draft and uh for me I have uh Andrew Luck, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, Dante Pettis, Hunter Henry, James White, the Rams, Greg the Leg, Zerline, And my bench is Jordan Howard, Rob Gronkowski, Quincy Nua, James Washington, Josh Reynolds, and Carson Wentz. Well, thanks, man. That was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll we'll get moving on on some more of these uh, mock drafts here shortly. That'll do it for the Fancy, uh, the Candlestick Kids fantasy podcast. First mock draft of the 2019 season. Daniel coming out on top significantly with the A plus um, and and me not so much with the B plus, but we'll, we'll, we'll take an average there. Um, we have more. Episodes coming up shortly. We'll be digressing on our 2018 predictions, seeing how we did with that. We'll be getting Curly on here shortly. We have a lot of content coming out soon. Make sure you fire off your questions, your keeper questions, maybe your dynasty league draft uh, advice needed to tckpod at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at the candlestick kids use the hashtag TCKPod and we will talk to you very soon. For Daniel Sancato, I'm Sky Guasco and we